You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. God's initiative in the construction of the tabernacle whispers his desire for more in relation to us. He wants to be approached. He wants to relate to his people. While the existence of the holy place shows the way into God's presence for his people had not yet been revealed, the sacrifices in the high priesthood demonstrate God's desire that sin not have the final word. If we were to be perfectly honest, many of us have probably asked several times why God does certain things the way he does. Perhaps the more common of these is the way in which he dealt with Israel and the institutions that he put in place. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on how the tabernacle not only depicted Christ, but also God's desire to draw near to man. In his study, you'll learn that while some of these things might seem confusing, they show a remarkable display of God's love and provision. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 with today's edition of The Living Word. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. King named Uzziah. Started out pretty good. He had a guy, uh, Zechariah, that was teaching him the word of God. But it says after he became powerful, he became prideful. In his pride, he too, like Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, wanted what only was reserved for Aaron. And he takes a censer, and he's on his way into the temple, and 80 courageous priests confronted him. And they said, hey, you're doing what is unlawful. You're not doing what the way God prescribed. We're trying to help you here. He wouldn't listen. And while he's raging at these priests, leprosy came out on his forehead, and God afflicted him with leprosy. And the end of the story is a little bit humorous because it says those priests escorted him out, and he was eager to get out. Because God had afflicted him. Second Samuel chapter 6. Fascinating uh, story of David, King David, after he took the throne and God's blessing on his military campaigns. And one of the successes he had militarily is he defeated the enemy that had captured the Ark of the Covenant years before. And David and his men uh, defeat the enemy recapture the Ark of the Covenant, and they're bringing it back into its rightful place into Jerusalem. Let me read you. They set the Ark of God, 2 Samuel 6, verse 3, on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the Ark of God on it, and Ahio was walking in front of it. David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord with songs and with harps, lyres, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. I mean, this is a great worship service. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. Now, he's sincere in trying to make sure the ark doesn't fall off because the oxen stumbled. It's a sincere thing. You would think it's a godly move. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his ever-ever act. Therefore, God struck him down, and he died there beside the ark of God. Next verse, listen to this. And David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. He's angry with the Lord. 
He doesn't understand. God, you took the guy's life. He's trying to, trying to help out the ark that the ark doesn't fall because the oxen stumble. Well, David sends the ark away for a while, and, and he doesn't try to bring it back for some time. Then later he makes a second attempt, and he's successful. And he tells us why he's successful the second time. First Chronicles chapter 15. He writes it for us. First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 13. Listen. It was because you, the Levites, did not bring it up the first time that the Lord our God broke out in anger against us. We did not inquire of him about how to do it in the prescribed way. Not only did he not use the Levites, it was never to be on a cart pulled by oxen. God had specific poles, and the Levites were to carry the ark anywhere it was to go. They didn't do it in the prescribed way. That's why, because of God's holiness, he broke out against Uzzah. I'll show myself holy. Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah has this amazing privilege of having a vision of the Lord. It says, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, angelic beings, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another. Here's what they're calling out. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. And Isaiah's response, woe to me, woe to me, I cried. I'm ruined. Literally, I'm damned. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. He says, wow, when I I saw the holiness of God, I realized, oh, man, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Now, if you don't like this heavy kind of stuff, I don't want you to miss the point. What's the point? The terms are non-negotiable. But the terms are non-negotiable for our sake. For our sake. You don't have to wonder, how can I ever approach God? What's the path? What's the way? Let me read you what I couldn't write from the Zondervan Illustrated Bible Background Commentary. It's a mouthful. Again, keep your thinking cap on. Think about this. The details of the Old Covenant worship experiences related to the tabernacle must seem tedious and monotonous to most modern readers. Yet, we should not miss the key points of the Christian faith to which they speak. First, God is a holy God from whom people are separated because of sin. The sacred barrier of the holy place, the necessity of sacrifices, and the unapproachable nature of the most holy place all speak to humanity's foundational problem in relation to God. Yet, God's initiative in the construction of the tabernacle whispers his desire for more in relation to us. He wants to be approached. He wants to relate to his people. While the existence of the holy place shows the way into God's presence for his people had not yet been revealed, the sacrifices in the high priesthood demonstrate God's desire that sin not have the final word. The sacrifice in the high priesthood of Jesus gave the ultimate answer to the problem 
and to God's desire that we come near him. And he wanted to make it clear. And he provided an established judicial decision. This is the way. There's no other way. John chapter 14, verse 6. Here's what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. 1 Timothy 2.5. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Acts 4.12. There's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. We read in Hebrews 2. I'll read it for us again. We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard so that we don't drift away. For if the message spoken by angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, the old covenant, how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Hebrews chapter 10, which we'll get to soon, verse 26 If we deliberately keep on sinning after we've received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God? underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. And then he closes with this one sobering statement, it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I hope you appreciate this parable. There's only one door, only one entrance. There's only one sacrifice sufficient to cleanse us, to bring us into the place of light, the place of the truth, the Word of God, and the place where we have a high priest who is perpetually interceding on our behalf. And through his work, that veil has been torn from top to bottom, and we can go right into the very holy of holies. Don't you take that for granted. Don't take it for granted. And there's no other way. It's non-negotiable. God's made it clear. Look, there aren't many roads that lead to God. There's only one. Only one. And His name is Jesus. Hebrews contains a unique passage that's often referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives you a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. These icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. Their journeys weren't free from trials and tribulations either, but they came back to their faithful Heavenly Father time and time again, trusting that He would fulfill His promises. God used these ordinary men and women to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. We're so glad that you joined us today to study the book of Hebrews with Pastor Danny Hodges here on The Living Word. 
If you missed any part of today's teaching or would like to explore more of Pastor Danny's teachings through the books of the Bible, visit ccfstpete.church and click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of Hebrews. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word.